and welcome to the 94th NL Feast podcast. 94th NL Feast podcast. Uh, Sam Clark, not here. Second week in a row, he's out in the Swiss Alps hanging with mountain goats and opening a Swiss bank account. I don't know what he's doing. So my dad, radio legend Mud, is back for the second week in a row. Father's Day is a little longer this year. How are you doing? <laughs> you invited me back again after last week's performance. That's funny. That's right. All you, right. You passed, I'll the take it. you passed the audition. You're here. Um, <laughs> before we get into baseball talk, how are you doing? I'm great. Everything is going great. I'm busy doing a lot of shows today and everything. And uh, and then I, I knew I had the podcast with you. I go, oh, I'll do another show. Why not? So I'm doing well and you're doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. You're doing all different audio mediums today. Podcast, radio. That's right. Record a song later. That's right. Uh, today we're going to talk uh, some old baseball interviews you did, rock and roll baseball fans, the Mets Philly series, uh, trade deadline talk, and I don't know, whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Um, but yeah, the Mets Philly series, the dreaded Phillies. Mets swept them last time. That was the last good Mets series was the Philly sweep like three weeks ago. They haven't won a series or How did a series it ha- since then. How did that happen? You know, I always uh, fear the Phillies with a P. I do, you know, and I always tell you, you go, oh, you have an obsession with the Phillies. I do because I've had such bad luck with them when I go to their uh, stadiums and, you know, the intensity uh, of the Philly fan versus the New York Met fan. You know, the New York Met-Yankee uh, uh, competition isn't bad. They're, you know, the Yankee fans are like, ah, it's my baby brother. He's a Met fan. What does he know? And that's okay. It's kind of funny, you know, sort of. But the the Philly thing is pretty intense, right? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I don't know how that sweep happened either because right after that sweep, the Phillies went on an absolute rampage. Um, and also, not I don't think we've mentioned this prior on the podcast with Sam, but you did predict the Phillies to, I don't know if you said win the World Series, or you predicted them to go on a run, and I don't know how you predicted that because they were horrible the first half of the year with Joe Girardi, and then they turned it on the second half. So I don't know what... Where where your faith in the Phillies came from last year, but I have to admit you were correct last year on the Phillies. Something about that team, you know, we call them the pigs. You know, there's like a pig vibe with them. You know, there's just something about the Phillies, P for pig, that you always like. Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna destroy teams. You know, so yeah. it, it is. They are a good team. You know, right? They have pitching. They sure. have uh, offense and. You know, they got cred. Yes. Yeah, no, recently they've had a a very good bullpen and the starting pitching started to turn it on, and their offense has kind of underperformed. Like Trey Turner, who I know you wanted the Mets to get in the offseason, he's been not great this year. Um, But, yeah, they went on a little little tear, the Phillies. I think it's going to look a lot different this series than it did when the Mets swept them at Citi Field. I mean, I hope as a Mets fan that the Mets can do the same thing in Philly, but I have a feeling – there's going to be a lot of bombs hit uh, for the Phillies against the Mets. Oh, I, I agree. There'll be a lot of Met fans there, not no, like uh, yeah. the Philly fans. Uh, they don't go to uh, City Field. You know, they're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid Ooh, yeah. New York City, <laughs> right? You know, but like the Met fans are all down there and there'll be a lot of fighting and yelling at each yes. other and cursing. So it, it should be a lot of fun. You know, one thing, though, honestly, like Philly does have fantastic food. So if you're at that uh, stadium, you know, I'm always thinking of all the cool things you can have in Philadelphia. That's where uh, ice cream came from. And you have the uh, pretzels with the uh, mustard 
and you have those great cheese steaks, and you have the uh, the beef thing that they make, the pork thing that they make. You know, Philly's a big Scra- foodie is town. That scrapple? Uh, l- scrapple? Scrapple? No, <laughs> I'm no scrapple guy, but no, that's like that's like spam is in Hawaii. <laughs> scrapple? I wouldn't touch that nonsense. <laughs> the spam of Philadelphia. That's exactly it. Very funny. But we, we had an okay time when we went to a game in Philadelphia and the people like we were talking about last week, they were so rude to you because you're a Met fan. Well, you're a Met fan. It's a baseball game. What are you people talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I would still go back there. Um, I don't know. Now that I'm an adult, would I get into a fist fight there? That's, I'm normally not a uh, a violent fan, but that's the one stadium where I'm like, it's a possibility someone could really start with me if I went to a game there in Philly. Yeah. And like, why makes no sense. You know, you interviewed, uh, on your old radio show in Fort Myers when we lived there, I lived there for almost my first 13 years of, of life. You interviewed some famous Phillies players, didn't you? Or a famous Phillies player. Wasn't, well, I, I I became, yeah, I became good friends with Greg Luzinski, a great guy. And that guy says what he means. He means what he says. Boy, the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. He's a lot of fun, a great guy. I don't want to tell you what he said about Mike Schmidt. I don't think it's yeah. appropriate for uh, 2023. Sure. But he just says what he wants to say. And it was funny because uh, he's a huge Elton John fan. So I remember getting a, a call after I interviewed him a couple of times. He goes, hey, Mud, you have an extra pair of tickets for Elton John? I'm like, wow, Greg Luzinski's asking me for Elton John tickets. And I did. I gave him Elton John tickets. And he came up, and we, we uh, hit it off. And I remember uh, he lived next door to my favorite uh, baseball player, besides Cleon Jones, Jerry Kuzman. So he goes, you want Kuzman's number? I'm like, yeah. I mean, bring Kuzman on my show. Man, that's that's amazing. So I call him, he picks up the phone. It sounds like the way Jerry Kuzman, yeah, Jerry Kuzman sounds. And I, I said, can you come to the radio station? I want to do an interview. Greg Luzinski gave me uh, your phone number. He goes, the only problem is, you know, my wife has the car. And that's like so funny to hear. Like, what do you mean your wife has your car? So like he never <laughs> came on my show and I didn't want to do it over the phone. You know, you want to get him in the uh, studio. But yeah, so... <laughs> It's That's great right. that he, the car, and it's funny because when you see promo, um, early uh, uh, shows or promotional uh, videos, actually, of the New York Mets, when Kuzman came in from Minneapolis, you see him driving this uh, ratty car into Shea Stadium. <laughs> Go, maybe yes. that's the car the wife drives. I don't I know. I think he even said, yeah. like, that was the only car we had. Like, there was a connection where he's, like, <laughs> he's an only a one-car guy his whole life. <laughs> Isn't that nuts or what, you know? But, uh, yeah, lots of baseball, you know, living in Fort Myers. They, they all come down, and, you know, Raleigh Fingers would come on my mm-hmm. show. And um, I loved, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, um, 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 uh, the great catcher uh, for oh, uh, uh, Boston. Fisk? And the, uh, no, not Ben Fisk. Yeah, Fisk. I can't believe I can't remember Fisk. He was on the show. And I, I, you know, Johnny Bench blew me off. He was supposed to come on the show. So I... <laughs> I called uh, Johnny Bench to Fisk. Uh, that bald bastard blew me <laughs> off. He was dying of laughter. Yeah. You know, but, uh, Fisk was a real handsome guy. Well, Johnny Bench was, I guess, a handsome yes, guy when he was younger, sure. too. But uh, Fisk was a lot, you know, taller and uh, had that full head of hair and all that. But all these players would come on the show. It was so much fun to uh, talk to them. And living in Fort Myers, you see them all over the place. Like your favorite ball player, Michael Tucker, you see all around uh, Fort Myers, right? You remember him? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. MT on the 2006 uh, Mets. I remember in the playoffs, we were like, stop pinch hitting with Michael Tucker. 
But uh, <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, I, I have a. Uh, I think I have a signed Michael Tucker ball that from that interview, and it's. I remember it's in red sharpie. Actually, it's the only ball I have that's in red sharpie for some reason. The signature. Oh wow. Yeah. But he. But Brandon does have a very good ball. He has a Warren Spawn uh, ball. Yes. I did an appearance at a uh, cellular uh, store, and Warren Spawn uh, showed up there. And he wouldn't sign a ball. He goes, I only sign balls for kids. And he goes, well, what's your team? I go, New York Mets. And he goes, all right, I pitched for the New York Mets. I'll sign a ball. And you have a Warren Spahn ball. I do. I think my Hall of Fame baseballs are that one. Uh, Yastrzemski, which we got from a friend of yours, I believe. Fort Myers, again. Fort Myers as well. Uh, Yastrzemski, yeah. um, Stan Musial, friend as well. We didn't meet Stan. Uh, no. And then the ones I did get were that our Hall of Famers, I got Jim Tomei, which is a great story, uh, Philly's connection once again, uh, Piazza yeah. I got, and David Ortiz. Those are the ones that I actually got at all at spring training games, all three at spring training games. And the Jim Tomei one's a good story because we went to, it was a Phillies game because for a, um, uh, a radio thing you were doing, we went to a Phillies. I don't know who they were playing, but it was at their spring training facility in Clearwater. We went to uh, a game, and Pat Burrell and Jim Tomey, who were the guys, obviously, on the Phillies during mid-2000s, pre-Ryan pre, uh, Howard, Jimmy Rollins time, um, mm-hmm. they were the guys. They were signing balls near the dugout, and I ran across the dugout, which is not me. I'm not very bold like that. I was not an adventurous kid. I didn't have any broken arms, anything. <laughs> yeah. you know, so I was not that kid. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, I you know love baseball so much that I got up on top of the dugout, ran across it. The security was like, hey, kid. And I laid down in the dugout. I managed to get both Jim Tomey and Pat Burrell. And I don't know how I managed to get both just laying on top of the dugout like that. But it was my it was like my Beatlemania was because <laughs> I feel like after I did that, <laughs> I think after I did that, I my, to my recollection, other kids started being like, "Hey, we're getting on top of the dugout. Screw it!" So I think it was <laughs> right, like right. I broke the seal. Um, but yeah, even though it was the Phillies and it was, you know, my most hated rival as a Mets fan, um, and those players probably drove me the most crazy as a kid. Uh, it was still they're great ball players, Jim Tomey, Hall of Famer, and it was a. a a memorable experience that we we had because you were there too, of course, um, at that Phillies Phillies game in spring training. Were you with me when we went up to talk to uh, Harry Callis? He was there, the late Harry uh, Callis. No, I think only you could go up there. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. Because because he 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 was great. You know, we make fun of all the Philly things, but uh, he was a fine announcer. He had that voice, you know. Mm-hmm. So he 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 was tremendous. You know, uh, I love some of the old school announcers. You know, of course, the greatest ever, Vin Vin Scully, the Beatles of MLB announcers, one hundred percent. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, but uh, th- that was a lot of fun doing those things. But really, you live in uh, in Florida. You get such opportunities to. Uh, to um, you know, meet players and see players and be right up front. You remember we went to a, a lousy old uh, spring training uh, stadium in Port Charlotte, Florida, yes, uh, where the Texas Rangers played, and uh, Eddie Murray was there. I guess he was with a uh, maybe been been with third Baltimore base coach. at the yeah, Baltimore, yeah. Maybe he was a coach or, or something, yeah. And he was like, uh, he wasn't having any part of us, you know. He wasn't dealing with anything, right? And he's a, he's badass there, uh, Eddie Murray. But yes. I remember that and. Really, we, yeah, we always uh, had opportunities to uh, to uh, see players, be up close, and 
I was uh, fortunate to have him uh, on my show. It was always a lot of fun, a lot of great stories. I mean, Raleigh Fingers was a fantastic uh, interview, too. He was so much fun to uh, speak with. And, uh, you know, that's a great thing. But, yeah, I kind of miss that, you know. And mm-hmm. you, you, you never know here in uh, Nashville if there's a baseball team in the near future. Maybe sure. uh, you will see a bunch of players here, too, coming, you know, moving forward. Well, I mean, also, there are a lot of players in Nashville. I think um, it was the Athletic released an article this past week where they said that uh, they picked, they had, they pulled like a hundred players and they said, which city or cities do you want to see the next MLB expansion teams? Nashville was number one, 60 something percent. The second one was Montreal at 10%. So I think a lot of that, I, I saw Ken Rosenthal speak about this and he said a lot of that is because of the players live in Nashville. And I know even some former Mets like Stephen Matz and James McCann, they live in Nashville. And I don't know if there's some, you know, sports science facility here that they use, and that's why, or, you know, they just like living in the city because none of them are from Nashville. They just happen to move there. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I think it's like it's really close to so many different uh, cities in the country. So it's a great place to live. And there's a big international airport, lots of direct flights. And I think maybe that has a – a lot to do with it, I guess. I'm not sure, you know, but that would be uh, very exciting, you know, if that uh, goes down. I think it'll be an American League team, though, right? Because because yeah. there's too much National League around, you know. Yeah, so. I would I would imagine so. Uh, but yeah, I would I would definitely uh, be excited if that did happen. I would love to check out the stadium there, and I would root silently for them as long as they weren't against the Mets. Um, <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> we were talking. Um, uh, baseball broadcasters, I feel like now, and maybe just because it's more accessible, I feel like now a lot of the broadcasters, they're a bit of, quote, homers in the sense of, like, they're very obviously rooting for the team they're announcing for, which is fine, and I understand why, because it's geared towards a certain market. Vin Scully, I don't feel like he ever did that for the Dodgers explicitly. I think if an exciting play happened for the San Francisco Giants against the Dodgers, he would be equally as excited. Yeah, like Buckner, game six, New York Mets, for example, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? He was like so, like, screaming. uh, And if the opposite happened for the Red Sox, he would have done the same thing. I agree. Uh, Yeah, I agree. But now you will get announcers, and even though it's funny, if the opposite team gets a big hit or something, they'll just be like, and that's a home run. Like, just obvious, like, no excitement. It's like, it's still exciting if if the opposing team hits a big walk-off homer or something. It's like, yes, that's upsetting for your fan base that it's geared towards, marketed towards. I understand that. But I don't know. I think there needs to be a fine line of, of... just announcing the game. It's more enjoyable that way. And um, obviously the Mets announcers are a, a lot of times they're voted one of the better announcers and they clearly they are towards the Mets, of course. Um, but I think they're maybe not Keith Hernandez, but I do feel like Ron Darling and Gary Cohen try to be a little bit more uh, unbiased in their uh, announcing. Because uh, certainly the Braves' former announcer, one of the carry carry boys, who's now the Cardinals' announcer, was the most obvious homer <laughs> of any. No, any terrible. I've ever heard in my life. He would wish bad yes. on like uh, on, on other players from other teams. Yeah. Go, maybe he'll break his leg. Like what? What do you? What do you say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? What is that? Yes. Right. 
I, you know, I should have listened last year when Marcelo Zuna got clipped for his DUI. How did Chip carry? I think, yeah, it's Chip. How did he uh, be pro drunk driving on Marcel? That's what I want to know. What did he say <laughs> on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Very funny. You know you what? Know? He only had two drinks, so. I don't understand this at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very exactly. funny. Um, the uh, the trade deadline's coming up. As we said, the Mets the Mets suck. The Mets are not good. Um, but also, it's like uh, there was an article today. I don't know if you saw this. There was an article today saying that Steve Cohen will, will eat some of the uh, s- salary of like a player that like a Patrick Corbin on the Nationals who's owed a lot of money and who's terrible. So he'll eat that money and get that player on the Mets so they can get a relief pitcher. Um, and I just, I don't know. I don't know what the Mets' right move is because they can't trade any prospects and no one's going to want their crap on their team. So I just, I just feel like there's not going to be any positive coming from the Mets at the trade deadline. Unless they go for a run and they're able to, and they can get bullpen pieces and there's chance for the wild card. But I feel like there's there's no hope. I mean, I don't even think there's going to be anything exciting like when the Mets were out of it and they traded Beltron and they got Zach Wheeler years ago. I think it's like <laughs> there's not going to be any excitement for the Mets over the next two months um, unless they turn things around starting today. Well, they're 14 games out right now, and I, right? Yep. And uh, was it was it seven 19... in the wild card? I think. Oh wow! In 1969, yeah. weren't they like that? Uh, in they were really far back in uh, September. Yeah, I think so. uh, I think the only the only time they didn't finish below five hundred at this point in the season, uh, or excuse me, having this bad of a record, the only time they ended up finishing above five hundred was, I think it was seventy three and ninety nine or two thousand one. I think were the only times that they ended up finishing above five hundred. Seventy three, obviously, amazing story. Um, yes, and. We mentioned this last week, but also they have a better chance of making the playoffs because of the three wild card teams. But it's like they just have no pitching. They just have the like the pitching is just like fried and it's unreliable. So right. it's like if you don't have that, like the Mets you got have nothing. scored I think I think the stat is that the Mets have scored seven runs uh the last the last like ten games they've scored seven runs, they've lost like seven of those games it's something along those lines so it's like that's terrible if you score that many runs in major league baseball you should win every time right exactly so disappointing uh you know and i'm finding it harder and harder to watch they pull me back in you know they win that first houston game 11 to 1 i'm like maybe like wow maybe yeah maybe yeah and then immediately just the same crap with the bad bad pitching so it's hard to watch it's like uh would you are there any teams you would root for in the playoffs or would you just root against like if uh, the Braves are going to be in the playoffs so would you just root against the teams that are playing the Braves or would you nah, never you, find I, yourself being like I'm into the Diamondbacks no I usually sit there like the commissioner of baseball and you know yeah. whatever's going to happen you know uh, uh, that's how I watch it I'm you know such a Met fan but I, I can't deal with them right now you know I uh, I, I always watch them all the time or listen to them on the radio. I love, uh, uh, you know, that on the radio, baseball on the radio, I think is great, but now I can, I, I just, I, I can't I at all. So, uh, yeah, yeah I've lost, I've yeah. lost that loving feeling as they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, who sings that? What's that song? 
Who, righteous, who righteous brothers. Righteous You've brothers. lost that love and feel right. Exactly. That's it. Hell yeah! The first yeah. righteous brothers uh, reference on the podcast. That's right, and the last one too. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I think I think us not also being one sport fans, baseball only. It's not like we're like, well, training camps coming up. You know, I'm psyched. Yeah, mini camp. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Aaron right. Rodgers. At, at, yeah. you know, I, we don't know much about football, but I was thinking to myself, it's funny with Aaron Rodgers because he's the Verlander Scherzer move for the Jets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the so, veteran uh, people. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, the, the Jet, old veterans. The Jets have, uh, have Mets energy, so I'm sure it'll end the same way as the Scherzer Verlander moves. Oh, yeah, totally. 100%. You know, and I'm dreading uh, uh, football season, you know, uh, all over the TV and just the uh, uh, the music. I'm gonna go freaking crazy. Yeah. Oh my God! Stop! And then like Carrie Underwood singing a tune for Sunday Night uh, Football. Please stop mm-hmm. it! Just stop it, everybody! And I'm I'm just yeah. like counting down the days until uh, spring training happens, and but not so much now, <laughs> now unless they you know, turn it around. It, it's it shows how good the Mets season's going that June 23rd were like spring trainings. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. It's coming. That's it. Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously we, I feel like you and I might, you know, be more knowledgeable about music and, and rock stuff than we are <laughs> baseball and sports. But uh, there are some good rock and roll baseball fans out there that we talk about the Mets wise, I don't know about uh, we. This stems from last night. I saw a picture. I think Francisco Lindor's wife got a picture of John Mayer wearing a Lindor shirt on stage. I don't know if that's him solo or with the Grateful Dead, um, which I didn't. No, know I think he was a Mets fan. yeah, no, no. I, I think they did the uh, Dead and Company thing. I think Dead that was. Uh, I think they're at okay. City. Actually, I think they're at City oh, were Field. They at City. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why the Mets are Mets are in Smellodelphia, so they're at City Field. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't know that. I wonder if he yeah, just yeah. found that Lindor jersey hanging around, or he uh, had one. Maybe before. it's Lindor's yeah. jersey. You know, you Maybe never know. His. Maybe it's yeah, his, yeah. You know, the one he wore, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he let he left it at uh at City Field. He's not gonna have one tonight. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's some good rock and roll baseball fans out there. I'm trying to think of like other well, Mets well, ones. Well, no, Garth Brooks. That's Garth, not rock. Chris far Gaines. from it. But, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris but he, Gaines, he, 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 Chris Gaines, Ryan's rocking. But he is a uh, New York uh, Met fan. I don't know how, why, you know, but he is. So that, but I don't know too many. Well, no, you. I think Florida is a, 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 not a rocker, but he's a he's a Met fan too. But oh, he wears is he? a Met stuff. And, and wait, I, I you said a Robert couple. Robert Randolph is a Mets fan, right? That right, that cool band, that guy. It's, the and, Mets have uh, more actor comedian fans, I think, than rock. Right, and because fans. they are comedians. The Mets, oh, right? Oh so my Jerry god, Sun- you're, you're gonna you're gonna be kicking yourself, as am I, Billy Joel. Oh my God, Billy Joel! <laughs> I love Billy Joel. You love Billy Joel. He's you're the like, greatest. He's like a huge Met fan. <laughs> yeah, over Billy Joel, I'm really knowledgeable with music. Yeah, Billy Joel, yeah. huge Met fan. You know, I yeah. love that too. And he did that last play at Shea. That was such a fantastic concert. And wow, wearing his Met hat and the Met jerseys. And yeah, he he is. But he's pretty careful, you know, with the Yankees. Is when I. Uh, piss yes. off uh, half the uh, city, you know, but he is totally a Met fan, you know, 100%, yeah. right? Yeah, that, and, that's great, Brandon. Yeah. yeah, and even though Springsteen, I think, has the Mets featured in Glory Days music video, 
and and Dwight Gooden's Dwight Gooden's in that video. Yeah, exactly. Correct, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Springsteen's a baseball fan at all. I'm not sure. He's been at Mets games, and I think he's been at Yankees games, but I don't know if he really like has a rooted interest in it. Neil John Lennon, uh, he he did a he called a couple of games with I think the original Met people, right? Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy and Ralph. Was was he or no no? I'm sorry, well, take it back. It was Cassell, a national. Right? Yeah yeah national. Yeah, there was a game and he was up there. Was it baseball and, or was it football? Uh, well no football. You remember Cosell that uh, terrible uh, night yeah, on uh, December the eighth? But yeah. I think he was I think he was at uh, Shea Stadium. Uh, John, but I don't know if he was a baseball fan. Probably not, you know. Yeah, probably so. not. <laughs> yeah, but no, Yoko. That's right. And and Yoko, Yoko, who was on my show when the Mets yep. played the Yankees in the World Series, we asked her on the air, "Who do you want, Mets <laughs> or Yankees?" She goes, "I'm a Met fan." Yoko Ono is a Met fan. There you go. That's pretty well, it big, makes Fred. The right? Shea Stadium connection, right? Always that Shea Stadium connection, right? So exactly. Beatles Shea Stadium connection. Yeah, right? and, and then oh the. If we're talking NL East, the surprise of last year was that Elton John's a Braves fan. Now that's he, crazy. Remember that after the Braves yeah. swept the Mets in tragic fashion for the Mets uh, the end of last season, he at his concert. I don't think it was in. I think it may have been in Atlanta. He goes, "I'm so happy that that the Braves swept the Mets like on stage." Like, what, what are you talking about, Elton? Really what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, talk yeah, about the so, Lion King. Leave us now, alone, right? <laughs> do you think yeah. it's just? him spiting Billy Joel like he found out Billy Joel's a Mets fan and he's like what's their biggest rival you know that's so funny because Billy Joel always makes fun of Elton John I I love Elton John how can you not the guy's amazing right but Billy Joel always like uh you know he's very comedic very entertaining and he would make fun of Elton John so it could be like a spite uh, team thing you know (laughs) with uh Billy Joel and Elton John that's great yeah 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 that's Um, great other other rockers that are into baseball, uh, Getty Lee, famously a Toronto Huge. Blue Jays fan. Huge. Famously. And, um, yeah, and, and, and he has, like, all this baseball memorabilia. He, he's a huge, huge fan, which is very cool. And he, and he, ta- he talks a lot, you know, at concerts, he talks a lot about uh, baseball, too. That's his uh, thing. And Alice Cooper has a baseball card. So, yeah. um, you, you know, he's he, fan, I assume, because he's Arizona. Uh, yeah, I think so. It could could be Detroit too, because you know he grew up Detroit. there. So I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know definitely, and you know Alice Cooper with the baseball card, he has more hits than Lindor, so that's good, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very uh, I, much. I, I'll be here all week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Uh, we're talking Lindor. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna be upset with this news, and I don't know if you saw this. But they add him another Lindor. eight years. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a twenty year deal now. Uh, <laughs> So Lindor was actually a f- is a finalist for NL I saw. starting shortstop. <laughs> I saw. Now how can how does that happen? You know, just explain this to me. <laughs> That's insane, right? You know, he there's no one out one there. The, I'm not defending this, but I'm I'm just saying that he is one of the top. Um, I think he has mm. top five in like RBI or top three in RBI in the National League. So I think that's where that's stemming from. Wow, uh, Pete! I don't think Pete is a finalist. I think Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson beat out Pete for a finalist for All Star. So <laughs> Lindor, though, might get his first All Star nod uh, as a Met. <laughs> so that's crazy. There you go. Wow, yeah. I can't believe that. You like, know, he's gonna he's gonna roll up in Seattle with a two 
15 batting average. I know batting average isn't everything, of course. So, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was funny and something. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Well, Trey Turner Trey Turner's in the lead. I don't know who the lead is. It might be Arcee on the Braves. Actually, I don't. I don't oh wow! Know. I'm, I'm probably forgetting someone also. Um, did, but I did, just know that that he's a finalist. Did Eduardo Alfonso uh, was he was he a uh, um, uh, second base um, All Star at time? Yeah, remember? I think he made the uh, yeah. I think he made the All Star team uh, a few times with the Mets. Why? Do you yeah, he was fantastic. He was fan. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. No, he was a he was an underrated ball player um, on the team. That's had all those like weird weird charming uh guys you like would not remember unless you were a Mets fan in those early 2000s year- years. Yeah, so he was a he was an all-star only in 2000, the Mets uh, National League Championship year. Uh 324 batting average, 967 oh, OPS, uh, 25 homers, 94 RBI, wow. 542 slugging percentage. Yeah. Um yeah, he had a fantastic year that year. Wow. Um at age 26. But yeah, he's a he's a legendary Met. I don't know if he's in the Mets Hall of Fame, but he definitely should be in my opinion. He should be. Yeah. He definitely should be. Although the Mets slighted him. Uh I don't know if you remember this. He was like the Mets Brooklyn Cyclones rookie ball manager and they won the championship and then Brody Van Wagenen when he was the GM fired him after that year. And well, he's like, well, I don't know what well, happened. Why did that happen? Yeah, why would that happen? I don't know. Classic classic Mets mishaps. Um, yeah, what is that? The Mets do have their first owner represented in a major motion picture coming out. I sent you that last oh, night. Oh, yes, in a, yes. The, the movie about the GameStop, uh, um, the GameStop stock craze that happened in 2021. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, but yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio from Full Metal Jacket is is uh, playing Steve Cohen. In it. Yeah. And I, be- I doubt he's wor- rocking a Mets hat. In that he probably can't because the rights met color. Yeah, it's a it's a met color. He has yeah, like the, in the royal. Trailer, he was yeah. He had the hat and a color. And I even saw uh, in a brief second. I think the movie's called Dumb Money. You see him like at a big dining room table and like cheer cheersing. But I I bet I bet the Mets are gonna get a, a mention that's like oh Steve Cohen owner of the Mets. There's definitely a line in that. Oh movie. yeah, such a pop culture team. What do you expect? You know that's gonna happen, right? You know, I know we were talking a lot of legendary Mets, and we've we've done this on the podcast before of like all time uh, Mets or all time Phillies. We did all those. Um, not to put you on the spot, but I think we can discuss through this the all time Mets team. Um, I think a few are obvious. I think at catcher, I think Piazza has to get it. I know you'd shout out Jerry Grody, but I think statistically and probably. Yeah, what he means for the franchise. I think Piazza yes. has to get catcher. But 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 honorary mention definitely number fifteen, Jerry, the real number fifteen, Jerry yes. Grody, uh, no doubt. And but Gary yeah, Carter Mike Carter also gets a mention. Oh, Gary, God, how do you? How do we? How did I forget that? Yeah. Gary Carter, huge man. You know, that's right. The Mets always had fantastic catchers when you think about it. In uh, not so much uh, uh, lately, but uh, well, I, th- uh, I think Alvarez has a chance to be the next uh, potential. Yes, catcher. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that one's an easy one catcher. I think first base, you have to go Keith Hernandez, especially his number of retirement and his years as a broadcaster. Story. Yes, but I'm a huge John Olerud fan. I thought John oh, Olerud was absolutely tremendous. I loved him. I loved his look, wearing a helmet there on first base. Uh, that's and another. Really, the, yeah. That's another weird Met like Edgardo Alfonso that 
uh, obviously he's a well-known ball player, but it's like just a weird niche Met that had just fantastic few years on the Mets and on Toronto and Seattle as well. Yeah. Um, never an all-star for the Mets, but that same 2000 year, 298 batting average, uh, 890 OPS, 463 slugging, 19 homers, 96 RBI. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, um, very 90, good. 99, not 2000. Um, he left the Mets before 2000. But uh-huh. yeah, that's also a, a good shout-out. But I think Keith Hernandez probably gets yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the crown on that. Um, second base? I don't know. What do you think? Alfonso's um, an I, I, option, I, 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 but what is yours? I, I, I'm a Squirrel fan. I'm going to keep Mets second. Squirrel. Not as an, yeah, squirrel, okay. man. I think the Squirrel is amazing. I, that, really, he's like uh, I said last week, Pete Rose light. You know, he is. He's you know mm-hmm. he, he has it all, the guy. And he plays hard, yeah, and he seems been, like a he's good been guy. Struggling. And, yeah, I know he he's has been struggling a little bit this year. So hopefully he can get back to being that contact guy that that he is. But so yeah, who no, do I you think, think? Who do you think for that? I think Edgardo Alfonso. You are going to go wow. Base, yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, um, sure. But McNeil certainly, I think, if he can, you know, get back to his his uh, skill set of last year of just like being the contact guy and high average, I think he certainly could be second base. Yeah, yeah. Um, shortstop. Would you say would you say Bud Harrelson is that your selection? Well, I wouldn't say Lindor. I will go Bud Harrelson <laughs> for yeah. the um, the defense it was amazing. He couldn't hit, you know, and yeah. and, and he also like uh, threw a punch back at Pete Rose. You got to give him a little yes, cred for that, that too. Alone. That's right, number three, Bud Harrelson. Uh-huh. How about you? What are you thinking, Lindor? Well, I, I, <laughs> no, not Lindor. I do think statistically, though, I think Jose Reyes actually would probably yeah. be the shortstop. I think statistically he would be. I feel like he kind of soiled uh, his his Mets uh, memory for Mets fans um, at the tail end, leaving for the Marlins, kind of shading the bed a little bit, then coming back and just being playing third base for some reason. But no, I I do think that um, I do think that he statistically would probably be shortstop. Um, I think third base. I think David Wright definitely hundred percent to be D Wright there. It's funny how it's a lot of recent Mets. Um, but yeah, I think D Wright for sure at third base or old um, school go Ed Charles or something like Ed that. Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. hey, <laughs> he's school. the only one. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's featured in the Jackie Robinson movie. He is. He's rela- yeah. rela- related to Jackie Robinson. That's right. You know? Yeah. Was he related or he like, or they just used him as like a plot point where they're like, Oh, he saw Jackie. And in no, I think, him. I think there was a connection. He was like, like some second really? cousin. Yeah. Something oh, like that. Remember. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like outfield is probably more a more veteran bunch. Maybe it, I think Strawberry, right? Yeah, Strawberry. That would be right field. Yeah, Strawberry, right? You can call him a right, yeah, fi- yeah right fielder. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know where I'm going. Left field, a hundred percent. You know, there's no one like number twenty one. Of course. So Leon Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you thinking school. there, uh, left field? I, no, I I think those are those are two. Excellent mm-hmm. options, and then I think Beltron once again. I think got the younger men. I think Beltron being center field statistically. Although he's a uh, not the nicest guy, but he was really good when he played for the Mets. Lenny Dykstra in center field. He, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Lenny Lenny's a good one too. That's funny. Mm. The, another like role player team. That yeah, six Mets. It's obviously they had superstars, but certainly like the Wally <laughs> Backman. Yeah, I mean that was great. And then the, the great right when when you think of uh, the uh, eighty six World Series and Vin calling the game, and he, and then you know uh, they'd be on base together, and then and then Vin would be like, "There are those pests again," you know. So mm-hmm. it's always really funny. You know, I always remember that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Also, yeah. like tiny guys, like five, six, yeah. five, seven. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think Beltron. I think that's yeah. So we're pretty much in agreement. Starting pitching, Seaver Kuzman locked in one and two. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Boy, that's that. Doc Gooden probably locked in three. Oh yeah, totally. A lot better than uh, uh, Scherzer and Verlander and uh, <laughs> Singa, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, uh, I guess I'd take that top three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know in their prime, like Scherzer and Verlander in their prime. Oh yeah, they were great. But now well, yeah. let's get old players ready for the uh, old timers game. We'll put them on the team and pay them a lot of money, and that's what happened there. Yeah, Daniel Murphy played in an all timers game. Uh, at a younger age than Verlander and Scherzer currently are. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's really um, something else. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I guess uh, the, the bottom two, if you're doing a five-man rotation, mm, I don't know, Al Leiter maybe. There are other older Mets. Oh, Matlack maybe. Matlack, yeah, was great. Ron Al Darling. Leiter. Uh, don't forget about Nolan Ryan, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> he wouldn't be at <laughs> that, the bottom. That's the all-time Mets gave up on them too soon team that's a different team you can make right yeah yeah totally the bad the bad trade team right uh, right yeah uh i think that those are pretty formidable teams and teams that would beat this 2023 mets team easily oh totally yeah uh, Her- horrendous yep horrendous hey we covered a lot today how you feeling you like the uh uh you or the podcast week two yeah, I do. It? No, I think I think it's great, and you run a great podcast. You're a fantastic uh, quarterback. You're like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, <laughs> what? 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 What's the guy? Uh, um, what's his name from from the Bills? That Allen? Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> I forgot about him. I'm yeah. a regular ja- Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. Sam won't like that being a Dolphins fan. So if he listens to this, yeah. Well, who, who, who's 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 the Dolphins? A uh, big QB now. They had a good oh, one last Tua, year. Tua. Oh, yes, yeah, that his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. know this from Sam, secondhand. But nothing nothing yeah, like the know. Dolphins' 72 season, living on that like the Mets live on 86 and 69, <laughs> right? True. Same thing. The 72 season, of, Don Shula. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between the franchises, really, actually. Right. They're, they, they get big players. They underperform. Yeah, I got to talk to Sam about that when he gets back. That's like, a good Dolphins rap. Are, Dolphins are the Mets of the NFL. Yeah, well, the Jets, too, because you think about it, too. Jets because awesome. the, the Mets won the World Series in uh, 69 the fo- in the following football season. It was the Jets, right? That's what happened there. Yeah. Yes. They won the uh, Super yes. Bowl. They Name didn't win it. the World Series, the Jets. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, against the Colts who moved out in the middle of the night, right? The uh-huh. Colts, we're, we're leaving right. Baltimore, right? <laughs> we're yes, going to Indianapolis, I, right? We're, we're big Johnny Unitas fans. Johnny Unitas all the way, exactly. See, we know all the big people, you know? All right, well, thank you again for hopping on the podcast anytime. Maybe we'll do it, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know when Sam's getting back. Oh, is, is he uh, not supposed to be back next week? I don't, I don't know. Oh, you don't I'm know? Sure, I don't remember what he's doing. Maybe he's going to he's gonna buy a yurt out in, in Switzerland and he'll well, live there. Now. Well, he might not be. Next weekend's July 4th weekend. Happy birthday, yep. America, 247 right. years old, by the way. Uh-huh. I just want to say. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe you know, I'll be happy to uh, hop on uh, with you. Always uh, great talking uh, baseball with you. And I'm sure tonight we'll be cursing a bunch watching the Mets sure. and the Phillies. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, but it's the the anti Lindor pod is what this has turned into the last that few that that's very funny that's funny but I wish I was in Philly with you we'd up uh, have some cheesesteak action and by the way it's Pat's uh, cheesesteaks when you're uh, hitting some Philly cheesesteaks you know we tried that uh, thing Gino's and Pat's 
which are really a gorged out big time eating both. But there's a big difference between uh, Geno's and Pat's. But people will argue with you saying, no, Maine, Geno's. But there's so many better places throughout uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, the locals would go, I don't know, Jim's, D'Alessandro's. Yeah, right. Those are the big ones in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. So. All right. Well, well, we'll make the trip soon, and then we'll fight people in Citizens Bank Park. I'm ready. Right, right. Now we're bigger. You don't want to mess with us, yes. huh? That's exactly. it. We'll, we'll try the scrapple, too. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Love you. Thank I you love so you. Thank you for coming thank, on. Thank you for having me on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I thank uh, Sam for giving me the uh, opportunity, and uh, we'll uh, talk soon. You know, let's go Mets, I guess. <laughs> 